Welcome to another episode of the Victory Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is a ministry of Victory Baptist Church in Valdosta, Georgia. To learn more about our ministry and the impact it has had in our community for over 50 years, visit VictoryBaptistValdosta.com. Now let's listen to today's message from God's Word. Ezekiel chapter number 33, we'll take our text there tonight. I don't, I don't know, um, I don't intend, and I know I say this often, but I really don't intend to be very long. I feel like there's a lot to pray for, and preacher mentioned a lot to pray for, and so I think it'd be good to, um, uh, so I'm going to try to give what's on my heart, and I, and I don't know if this is a, a, a message, a, a challenge, or a testimony, but uh, we'll try to take the Word of God and give you a few thoughts. I have um, had, the, had the privilege of working uh, with our pastor for all these years now, and uh, I'm so thankful for him. And I know I say that, I feel like I say that every time, uh, but every time I, I feel that, I feel the need to make mention of that. So grateful that God has done that. And we were in Sunday school this past week, and we were talking about the will of God, and uh, I, when we got done, Rebecca always is very complimentary. Um, I wished sometimes that she, I don't want her to tell me I was terrible or that I stunk, but I, I wish sometimes she wasn't always so complimentary. It, it makes it feel like she's just telling me what, trying to encourage me and make me feel good and, and not that it's necessarily real. And so, uh, but uh, we were talking about it afterwards and we were talking about, we talked about the will of God uh, and talked about some things that, uh, we wish we had known when we were younger, and I've spent a little bit of time in the break with JD, and uh, the other day, Jacob and I were talking, he's getting ready to go back to college, and, and we were talking about the, about the ministry and about co- college in general, and uh, Brother Greg had brought back a lot of those memories of times that we spent uh, in, in college and lessons the Lord taught us, and I began to think about uh, the, the call of God uh, in our life, and I would tell you that I, I realize the call to preach is a different calling than to be a Christian. Um, it is, I realize it's a separate calling, but I'm also persuaded that God has a calling uh, of some sort on every Christian's life. God does not call a person to salvation, and then there's no, uh, and, I, and I know there's a difference in the pastor, I, I know that, but there's a calling of God in all of our lives to serve him, and to honor him and to glorify him with our life. And uh, I was telling Jacob uh, about uh, the, I failed two classes in college, and uh, I was telling him about the first one I failed. I made it 18 on the very first test. And I grew up in Alabama, and maybe that's the reason it was. And maybe 18 is just our number. And, uh, but, but anyway, and, uh, but we, uh, uh, y'all catch that shortly, I guess. But, uh, and I, by the way, I took a, ba- a half a baby aspirin, took preacher advice, took a half a baby aspirin and went to sleep. And, but uh, I made an 18 on that test, failed that first class. There's so many places along the way that you, things happen in our lives. Uh, and I, I, I suppose that that's something that will continue to happen until, until, we, until we are uh, with, with our Lord in heaven. Uh, that things happen in our life, and we don't really understand what's going on. We don't really understand what God is doing. Uh, you can't see all the way down the road until the Lord 
until the Lord kind of, until you, until you get to that place. And I had a, uh, I was in the school today, and um, Ms. King had gone home, and Ms. Sherry had gone home, and I was there, and I don't want to say I was happy to be alone, but I, I was kind of happy to be alone. And uh, the phone rang, and a missionary called, and was looking for preacher, and we got to talking. We had a lot of mutual acquaintances, and uh, we were talking. And, and my mind kept going back uh, through some of those those early things that God did. And when I first answered the call to preach, the Lord, our pastor, preached out of this text, and he dealt with. And the Lord used this text in a large way uh, to speak to my heart about the ministry. I know I've told you this, but I hated I hated the ministry. I loved the Lord, I loved my family, and I wanted to serve God, but just not in the ministry. A lot of what we had seen was not the pretty side or the pleasant side uh, of serving God. As I was talking to that missionary today, he was talking about helping churches out in the southwest area of our country, and he was telling stuff that preacher says all the time, uh, but it just rung back in my ears again, talking about for every Every one church that is opened in our country that four are closing. And there are probably some of them that ought to be closed, truth be told. Uh, you know, they, they're as far away from the, the things of God as anything, and that's probably not, uh, but, but the need uh, of people that are serving God and that are sharing the gospel was reiterated again in my mind and in my heart. Ezekiel chapter 33 and verse number 1, the Bible said, Again, the word of the Lord came unto me, speaking of Ezekiel, saying, Son of man, speak to the children of thy people, and say unto them, when I, am, when I bring the sword upon the land, if the people of the land shall take of their coast, and set for them a watchman. If when he seeth the sword come upon the land, he blow the, tr blow the trumpet, and warn the people, then whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet, and taketh not warning, if the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet and took not warning, his blood shall be upon him. And let's see here in verse number, what's that in verse number uh, six? He said, but if the watchman seeth the sword come and blow not the trumpet, and the people be not warned, if the sword come and take any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at the hand, at the watchman's hand. So thou, so, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman to the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. When I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, thou shalt surely die. If thou dost not speak to warn the wicked from his, wicked, uh, from his way, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity but his blood will I require at thine hand. Nevertheless, if thou warn the wicked of his, of his way to turn from it, if he do not uh, turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity. But thou hast delivered thou soul, or thy soul. Verse 10, Therefore, O son of man, speak unto the house of Israel, thus ye speak, saying, If our transgressions and our sins be upon us, and we pine away in them, how should we then live? Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your love, your grace, your mercy. I pray, God, you'd speak to hearts and lives. I pray, Lord, we take a simple thought, and, Lord, that you would encourage us and, and work in us and help us with the things that we need tonight. 
We do pray for these that are sick and these things that are, are in need. I pray, God, you'd bless them. Uh, Lord, there's so many things that need to be prayed for tonight. Our country, Lord, our people, our community, uh, Lord, uh, the ministries of our church. We pray you'd help us to be mindful of all that you're trying to do. In Jesus' name, amen. The call of, uh, the, call of the ministry, as I said, uh, it's one I, I really didn't, I didn't, I didn't care, uh, I didn't care much about. Uh, Dad's experiences, and it wasn't true of everyone, but Dad's experience up in that point in my life was, for the most part, rough. It was tough, and uh, I didn't want anything to do with it. And uh, I remember at the time going to our pastor, Brother Ray Morris, and telling him, I, you know, I, I feel like um, the Lord is dealing with me about the ministry. And, I, and, he, and he, I'll never forget him making this statement. He said, well, if, if you feel that way, he said, it, it almost has to be real because nobody in your position, it's not something you'd want to do. But, the, uh, but this is the phrase, the term, talking about, about who would warn the wicked from the wicked ways. The truth is, is that we are, uh, that missionary today was talking about, we were talking, we were just talking about people we knew, mutual friends and things of that nature. And he was talking and he said, he was talking about he, that he's going into Bible colleges and, and to Christian schools, and, and he's, he's, what he's, his words were, we're, we're trying to recruit, trying to, trying to pray and ask God to send people, get people involved in the ministry and get people involved. Why? Because there's a great need. And the truth is, is there are more people that aren't than there are people that are. And the need is, and I feel like we were talking in, uh, when we were praying the other day with uh, some of the men from the, uh, from the surrounding churches uh, talking about it, that, that somebody one day, and uh, again, things preachers said to us, one day somebody's going to replace us. Somebody's going to take our place uh, in the classrooms, uh, in, uh, in the music ministry, in the bus ministry, and everything that we do, someone is going to fill our spot. But the truth is, if there aren't people behind us, uh, that's not going to happen, and it, and it, and it hinders uh, the furtherance of the gospel. In this text, and we'll try to just give you what uh, we have here, and, and we'll... And we'll maybe pray here in just a moment. The first thing we see about this watchman, of course, uh, Ezekiel is the one that is talking about, uh, and his ministry has been one of a prophecy, and most of his messages are not popular. Most of the things that he has to say, they're, they're not messages of, <clears throat> of blessings. They're not messages of good tidings. They're not messages of good times, uh, of the goodness of, uh, of what God is going to do. And, and the truth is, in our day, it seems much uh, the same way. The message we have is that, uh, uh, that our country, by and large, our country is dying and going to hell. And that you can't just live any way you want to, do anything that you'd like to, and make it into heaven. Every funeral, it seems like, that everyone is preached into heaven. But that's just not so. And so, in, so Ezekiel uh, is a prophet, and I, say he, I don't want to say he's a prophet of doom, uh, but he's a prophet of, listen, you, that you must repent, that you, you must, that the, that the judgment of God is going to come upon us. Now listen, you say what you want to, and we're, we're not on, the, uh, on Facebook tonight, and, and so I feel a little bit more freedom. I, I'm not completely convinced that some of the things that are going on around the world is not a part of the judgment of God upon people that have by and large rejected Him. God's not going to take that but for so long. God's, God will not continue to wink at, at our sin or our rejection of His Son. He's just not going to do that. 
I am perfectly persuaded. Listen, and I, listen, I, I am concerned about our future. I am concerned about tomorrow. I, I am very much concerned about the Supreme Court and what's going on. I'm, I'm concerned about people's jobs. Uh, but those things are things that are, are uh, uh, for the most part, are very temporary things. I, I'm telling you, all these things are setting us up, and, and the Lord is soon going to return. He, he's coming again. And, and with all those thing be, things being said, then... The emphasis of the church of any time in history ought to be greater that we are reaching souls for Christ, that we are warning the wicked from their wicked ways, that we're, that we're, that we're declaring the message of the Word of God. And this is what his message is, and this is what uh, this prophet has to say, and, and he, he talks about this, this, this emphasis of the watchman. And my question tonight is, where are the watchmen? Where are the watchmen at? Where are the people that are, uh, that are warning the wicked from their wicked ways? Listen, there's a lot of warnings to be had. There, there are warnings on every hand. It seems like every day there's a new warning about something. But I'm going to tell you something. It is high time that a group, and I understand that we're talking about the prophet here. In our world, this is our pastor. The truth is, is God has placed our pastor as the watchman of the flock, the watchman of this church. And that's his job. That's his task. That, that, is, the, that is the call of God in his life to warn us to warn the community, but I believe as much as uh, every, every preacher is called of God, but I still also believe every Christian is called. We, listen, we have a calling of God in our life. There's a calling for us to be watchmen. I'm going to tell you something, guys. Uh, there's a call for, uh, for, for young men. Brandon and JD and these young guys that are, are, are preaching and preachers, uh, and, and yea, that there are still yet more that God has. Listen, I, uh, if we would pause long enough to listen to uh, God, God is calling us to be the watchmen uh, of these last days. Where are the watchmen at? Where are those that are warning? Listen, there's a lot of scoffers. There's a lot of uh, people that are that will argue, and there's a lot of people that will put up a fuss, but where are the watchmen that are warning people about, listen, we, we can be worried all we want to about what's going on, but I will tell you the real warning is, is that Jesus is coming soon. Those that we know that aren't saved, those that we know that don't know Christ, those thousands of counties that have no church, those places around the world that have no gospel, the Lord is coming soon. We need watchmen. We need watchmen in our country. We need watchmen in our homes. We need watchmen in our communities. We need somebody to stand up and say, hey, listen, there, there's a warning that must go out. And in this text, he's talking about that. The first off, we notice the commission of the watchman. In verse number one, he said, and again, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, there's several things that we see there. We see that once, to start with, it was again. This wasn't the first time that God had spoken to uh, Ezekiel. And I want to tell you, that there, there, there ought to be moments, multiple moments in our lives as Christians when we walk with God. And, and I understand the context, but in application, uh, there ought to be times in our lives where God has spoke to us, where God has showed us, give us direction. He's given us dis, uh, uh, discretion about how to be and what to do. Uh, the, the, uh, God spoke to him. He said, and again, the word of the Lord came unto me. There's the watchman in his commission. 
There's a commissioning. Uh, There's a a calling on your life. There's things that God has given you to do. There are classes and ministries. And and Brother Jurgen was talking about impact the other day. Listen, and, and whether it's impact or it's a Sunday school class, God has commissioned us. God has called us to serve Him. Again, the word of the Lord came unto me. Where are the watchmen at? Where are those that are more concerned about the souls of men than they are the politics of men? Where are those that are more concerned about the souls of men than the health of men? Uh, Listen, where are those uh, that are more concerned about the souls of men than we are the finances of man? Those things are important and those things matter and we ought to do what we can. Uh, But the souls of men are what count. They're what's going to last for eternity. God, help us to uh, to be mindful of the call of God in our life. God has called us. There's a commission of the watchman. We see, the first thing we see is the word of the Lord. Uh, He called him. uh, Mark 16, 15, he said unto them, uh, he talked about there, he said we're to have a story to tell. Oh, listen, there's a call of God on our life. There's a call of God on your life. If you're saved, God has a call on your life. There's something that he's endeavoring that you would do. The call of God, whether it's writing a song, singing in the choir, whatever the case may be, God, there's the word of God, there's the will of God. The will of God is important in our life, Uh, and and we were talking about this in Sunday school. The truth is, is I can't tell you what the will of God is 10 years from now. I don't know what God wants, but I know what I must do today. I know what I must do tomorrow. There is a will of God for your life, and we've talked about that enough, and you've heard that more than you probably care to. There's the word of God, the will of God, then there's the work of God. God has a work for us to do. The commissioning of the watchman. God has a work for us. What is your work? What is the work that God has given you in the ministry? Listen, it is high time that the body of Christ, that the body of Victory Baptist Church is involved. Uh, we were over at Lighthouse uh, the other morning. We were there bright and early. I don't know whose bright idea it was to meet at 6.15 after staying up to midnight to watch their team lose. That was not very smart. But as we were there and we were praying, they were talking about they were putting Bibles and booklets together uh, uh, for bearing precious seed. And they were talking about different groups that were working in that ministry and I don't know listen whether you're 12 or you're 112 God has a work for you to do God has something for you us to do in our lives and it may shift through the days of time it may shift because of our present state but I'm going to tell you that call is still there what where is what has God called you to do the commission of the watchman the commission of the watchman. Throughout the Bible, the disciples were told, come and uh, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Take up thy cross and follow me. I think Brother Greg is one of the finest preachers I've ever, I've ever heard. He's one of the finest men I've ever been around. I don't know anybody that has a higher character than him. He probably, truth be told, could pastor a, a, a large church and have a multitude of ministries. But there's, it's not any more important than when on Saturday uh, he gets up and goes visits all those bus kids. They're all the same. It's all the same in the eyes of God. God has a calling on our life. What's your calling? Where's your commissioning at? Where's your job? 
Some of you that will work in impact, I want to tell you, uh, my hat's off to you. Uh, It's tough to give up all those Saturdays, but it may very well be that God has said, this is your place. Listen, you don't know the impact that you'll have. No pun intended. You don't know the impact you'll have in those little kids' lives as they run up and down the floor and have no clue what they're doing. But you know what they'll remember? They'll remember somebody down at the church that cared about them, that loved them, that watched over them. They won't remember the games. They won't remember who won and lost but they'll remember the impact you'll make in their life. Oh, listen, I want to tell you something. There's a watch, there's a job. God has called you to serve him. Where are the watchmen at? Where are those that are one, one uh, warning our young ones, our little ones, our old ones? Where are the watchmen at? Where have they gone? We see the, we see the uh, commissioning of the watchmen and then the communication for the watchmen. Now, this isn't any fun. But God gave Ezekiel a tough message. God gave Ezekiel a tough message. And the truth is that we have a tough message. We have to tell those that are those good people. They've they've lived their life. They they work hard. They pay their taxes. Listen, if they they earn $600, more than $600 somewhere, they're, they're so good they claim that on their taxes. You're better than me. They claim everything. They do it all. They dot all the I's across all the T's. They do, every, they do everything right. And we have to tell them that their righteousness is filthy rags. That they can't do anything to, no matter how good they are, they can't merit their, their way into heaven. On the other end of it, we have to tell those that live in vulgar, gross, and moral sin that the wages of sin is death that their payment for their lifestyle will be eternal death, that if they continue, they will die and go to a devil's hell. This watchman was given a message. His message, by the way, first off, the thing about that message was this, is that it was, it was not Ezekiel's message. It was God's message. My message is, this is not the message. I, I, if I wanted to tell the world, the world a message, it wouldn't be, hey, uh, the wages of sin is death, but it wouldn't be that. It wouldn't be for all of sin and come short of the glory of God. Listen, I would want to tell them how great they were. I like people to be happy. I like people to, to, uh, to be pleased. To, I, I'm a, I'm a, I like to please people. I, I enjoy that. I know you wouldn't want to tell them those things. But it's not our message. It's not my message. I'm just the, we're, the pastor, when he gets up and he preaches and he stomps all over our lives, it's, listen, it's, that's not his message. His, it's, not his play, it's not his task. It's not his job. Listen, he's not walking around following us around uh, with, his, with his notepad, uh, that little notepad that he keeps in his pocket and flips it open. He's not walking around going, well, I saw him look at this. I saw him say that. I saw him act like this. His face turned kind of funny uh, when this happened. I think I'll preach on those things. It's not his message. It's God's message. It's the message of God. It's not his message. The first thing we see about his communication is, one, it's not his message, it's God's message. The second thing we see is his communication of message had two options. There's two places that he had two options. One was for the watchman. The watchman had a choice. 
In the story, the watchman was there and he was set to watch. If, if you go and study the text, and I'm not going to give you all this, but if you go and study the text, uh, he was watching. He was going to watch for the people of Israel uh, that when their enemies come, they come. They had been in captivity multiple times here. They had been overtaken multiple times here uh, throughout this, uh, the prior to this. And so his job was to watch. And when the enemy come, he was to sound the warning and say the enemy's coming, that they might have an opportunity to take care and defend themselves the watchman had a choice as he sat on that wall he could either blow the trumpet and warn them or he could sit in silence we have a choice we have a choice we have a choice to either warn them or appease them in the days to come you tell me what kind of church we're going to have we have a choice. You want to fill the building? We can fill the building. But we're going to, listen, on, and God can fill the building in spite, of, in spite of all things, preaching the word of God. And God's able to do those things, and we believe he can, we believe he will. But, but it'd be a lot easier to fill the building if we just didn't warn them about what was going on. If we Joel Osteen'd uh, the messages and, and, and the singing, and we put a little bit of tap in it, you know, uh, uh, in the music, listen, it'd be all right, but, but we, we, we have a choice there's, there's, there's an enemy that's coming. There, there's a punishment that awaits it. And so we get a choice. The watchman had a choice. And then the people had a choice. Once they heard the message, it was to them. I don't save anybody. We don't save anybody. If they get saved, it'll be because they chose. It'll be because they heard the warning but, and they made a choice. When God dealt with my heart about being saved, I, had an, I, I, could, I could have rejected that. Was it, was it Felix said, almost, thou persuadest me? He had a choice. He couldn't read. He, he, could, he could very well, he very clearly there resisted. He very clearly said, I heard you. It makes sense. It sounds good. But I, I no, I don't think I will right now. Thank you very much. So there's options. So there's a message. Uh, there's the communication. There's the commissioning. And then lastly, there's the culpability of the watchman. What am I responsible for? Miss Sherry and I, were, and Miss King and Miss Shelley Robinson, we, we work in the school. And, and every time a kid takes a, a test, every student that struggles, the tendency for us, maybe it's, and even as a parent's true, when our children don't do well and they don't succeed, you, you, if you're not careful, you sit down and you go, well, what, what have I done wrong? What am I responsible for when it comes to a child's education? What am I responsible for when it comes to my children, Brother Mike? What, what, is, my, what, is, my, what is my liability? What, is, what, am I, what am I responsible for? And the truth is, is there is some responsibility. There is some culpability here of the watchman. In Ezekiel 33 and verse 3, the Bible said, and when he seeth the sword come, the first responsibility I have is to watch. My first responsibility is to be on watch. Do you know why the preacher gets up and preaches messages that, that are, are relevant to our lives? Because he has to watch. 
It's God's calling on his life that he watches. As a parent, that's what we do, right? We do that with our children. We see something going on, whether it's in them or in their uh, friends, the ones that are around. We see something going on, and what we mark that in our minds. We, and as parents, we've all done that. Hey, listen now, you, you know, you, you can be friends with them, but you can't be friends' friends. You can be friends with them at school, but we, we probably ain't gonna do no spend the nights. You, you can hang out with them if it's a youth outing, but I don't know, and, and I mean, uh, but, 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 but we ain't going to do no weekends. Why? Because we watched. Because we're on watch. There's trends that pop up, uh, and, and, and as, as, as responsible parents, we're paying attention, we're watching. Why? Because we don't want those things creeping in our lives. The, the culpability of this watchman is, first off, that he is on watch. Watch, he's watching. Are we watching? Oh, listen, here he's talking about uh, this watchman warning them, hey, uh, listen, the sword is coming, punishment, judgment, uh, the wrath of God is coming. We, you'd better pay attention. That's what he's doing here. Are we watching? Are you watching sinners? Are we watching those around us? Looking for those that God puts in our path that we may warn. I. Y'all, and y'all pray for me. I got, I got a very special, and I'm going to quit. I only have a couple. It's the watchman here that he's to watch. In verse number three, he was to warn. The Bible said if, you, if he blow the trumpet and warn the people. So he's to watch, he's to warn. Thirdly, there we see the weight. He is only guilty if he does not perform. The Bible said there that he'd have the, their blood would be required. And this is, this is the phrase that burnt over and over and over in my brain. Was that, that his blood will I require at thy hand. If God, listen, if God puts them in front of me and I do not warn them. If I do not, Paul talked about being free from the blood. Uh, or uh, That's not the word he used and I, I've got it here. Uh, and, and I can't, I don't, I'm not sure... But Paul referred to that. He talked about being free or guilt, uh, uh, not guilty of the blood of all men. I believe he said free from the blood of all men. You know what he's saying? He said, I, I have warned the wicked. I'm going to tell you something. Where are the watchmen at? Those people that are in my lives, listen, this is what I believe now. Those people that God puts in my life that I don't share the gospel with. That God touches my heart to tell them what Christ did for me. Those people in my life that I don't warn, I believe that I will have their blood on my hands. Where are the watchmen at? Listen, I, I think time is really, really short. We'll have a savings account if we can get anything in it. We'll have a retirement fund if we can get anything in it. But I'll be honest, I'll never plan on cashing it out. I think we're close. I think, listen, I think all these things that are going on, especially, listen, there's no denying the last two years, these things are all lining us up for the return of Christ. He is coming. And there are a lot of sinners that are going to die and go to hell. And those that I haven't warned, God's called me. God's called you to warn them. To warn them. To warn them 
that there is a judgment that is coming. Oh, I, I, I need to find this. There's a note that I found uh, that I wanted to uh, read to you, and, and, but it was one of, the, one of the writers that I, I read after. I think it was Matthew Henry. He was talking about this verse about warning them, and he said this. He said, he, he, this is, uh, this, he must say this not in passion to provoke the sinner, but in compassion to warn them from their wicked way. When he said, I must warn them, it's not for me to provoke them. Listen, my job is not to provoke sinners. It's not for me to tell them and declare how wicked and horrible and, and, and disgraceful and ungodly they are. Listen, that's not the purpose. The purpose is not for me to point out all their wickedness, but it's to warn them in compassion all that the, that the king of, of all kings is coming and that they're going to have to give an account for their life. There's compassion in there. Where are the watchmen at? This church has had a long standing of, as a unified group with our pastor as the head of being one that were watchmen for this community. To sit on the hill, to sit on the wall of this part of Lowndes County, this part of South Georgia, this part of the world and tell sinners that they're Listen, we're going to have to give an account. But where are the watchmen going to go? Will we continue to do that? Will we continue to tell sinners in compassion that what they're doing, that their life, that their ought with God is going to take them to hell? I'm worried about all those other things. But the one thing that burns over and over in my heart is that these folks are going to die and go to hell without Christ. And my job is to not be perfect. My job is to not be sinless. My job is not to be self-righteous. But my job is absolutely to warn them from their wicked way. If I knew that I had a terrible sickness... And, and, and you knew how to fix it. You knew how to cure it. What would it take for you to not do that? What would it take for you to watch my children suffer as their father lay dying? What would it take for, for, for you to watch my wife become a widow because you just didn't want to share it with them? Maybe there was a more convenient time for you. There was no more convenient time for me. Where are the watchmen? Mr. Tracy, if you would come, it's prayer meeting time. We'll stand to our feet, our heads are bowed, eyes closed. A lot to pray for. I pray that God would help me to be a watchman. 